Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. Hello, welcome to, I believe, the fourth episode of the Chini Chronicles of the 10th season. So what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the latest and the challenge, right? So season 39, the battle for new champions is soon um, coming to a close, right? And let's talk about the messiness of it all. It's not really... It's kind of giving snooze fest. Not snooze fest, but like more in the sense of like, it's the same two people who think they run the show, Michelle and Jay. And I used to like Jay. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting seeing him go from being the underdog back, was it, when he they was in the bunker. What was that season? Uh, I don't know. What, I forgot what season that was, but it was when he BCT. I loved him on that season because he was the underdog. Everybody was against him or kind of like we saw him get dragged into a situation that he wasn't supposed to be in that had nothing to do with him. And I also liked him from um, his season of X on the Beach, where his the girl that he came in for kind of like screwed him over a little bit and kind of treated him badly. And then um, he came to the challenge, got dragged into the situation that he wasn't supposed to be dragged into. And then he beat CT. And I really liked Jay when he first popped up into the challenge universe. But then this season, he got really annoying. Him and Michelle got annoying with the fact that like they were having their hands kind of like orchestrating everything, which is kind of funny that like Michelle ended up getting purged out in this episode, this the, the most recent episode. And it's just like, girl, you did all that politicking and acting like you run the house just to be purged right before the final. And with Jay is like he was kind of annoying in the fact that like literally was it last week he was crying about oh my god the only other person besides Michelle that I'm you know saving is the Reese and it's like he he was crying about not being able to save her or anything and then literally this week's episode he didn't save her so it's just like okay you did all those puppy dog tears for what? So yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see Jay sort of like his arc, right? The arc of being liked to now sort of being where everybody sort of is irritated with him. Um, so this season overall, uh, Battle for a New Champion, I like the idea of finally some new winners. I like that. And I also like the fact where they... The sort of logic of if you want to become a champion, have to beat them. I like the fact that they added that element. Uh, what there was something in this season I did not like. It's been a long season. I feel like it's about to be twenty episodes, but yeah, it's been a long season, and I feel so long ago the fact that like they would continuously go after Big T and Melissa. It was just like very annoying. It's just, it's, it's just, I just really hate when, like, I don't know, if I 
had the athletic ability to go to the challenge. I don't know if I'd be the type of person who likes the whole, oh, you need numbers, you need numbers, and it's very annoying, you know? And I knowing how I, like asocial I am, I know that I, I wouldn't care less. I wouldn't care less. Wow, where's my English? That I, that's technically right. But <laughs> anyways, but if I had like athletic ability or like actually trained and I was able to get on the challenge, I'd probably be, I would just be like, you know what? Forget the politicking, right? And I would just train hard enough that like, if they keep sending me down, I would just keep coming back. But you know, there's only so many times you can go down and come back, right? I'm so happy for Norris though. Uh, it's just kind of annoying. See the thing, see, okay, see, this is why I brought it up. So the reason why I don't really like the whole, you need numbers type of thing. The part of that, that I don't like is that like people are over dependent or very, hello, M bubble seven. Hi, but, um, sorry, that's on Twitch, but, um, so the thing that I don't really like about the whole numbers politicking thing of the challenge is I just feel like people are over-reliant on it. And I'm doing great, sir, person. I don't I'm assuming you're gender. I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Um, but anyways, uh, so what I don't like about politicking on the challenge is that a lot of people are overly depending on their politicking and not really having the athletic ability to back it up. That's kind of like the part of that numbers thing that um, I don't like. And also the whole um, aspect of, oh, I'm playing my own game. And it's just like the whole thing that happened with Jay and Norris, it's just like, yeah, Norris has her own game. She, she may not have the same people that you have at the end of the day. Uh, her people are her people, and you have your people. And this is supposed to be your supposed friend outside this house. And I just feel like, I just feel like people get, again, too stuck on the numbers game where it's like, okay, if you're not like perfectly aligned with me, then like you're against me. And it's just like, they try to make it seem like she picked a side and she didn't. I feel like Norris was more than understanding to Jay, I feel like. And just because she, because uh, I feel like she saw it as, she saw it as it was, is like she wasn't really at the top of people's list with, with Jay's people, with Jay and Michelle and all those people in their alliance. I don't really think they had Norris much on top of their list. And so I think she kind of peeped that a little bit where those people weren't, they had, you know, higher people or on total or on total poll or like their friends list and she wasn't really as high on that list so she peeped that and moved accordingly so i feel like it's a bit unfair for jay to be like oh you picked sides well she was kind of forced to she didn't really have much of a choice because the, your side quote unquote wasn't really doing her much of anything um your side wasn't really helping her so again personal game you get a put personal game versus being friends right um so there's also a little bit more drama with um uh, so is just getting like the bad end of the stick in regards to her friendships not only is like jay like flip-flopping and like you know 
being weird is also Olivia, who's a be- being weird, where she kind of like went against Horacio. She didn't save Norice when she should have. And she kind of turned her back on Horacio, even though um, they were supposedly ride or dies. And the interesting story is that the way that they, the way that Horacio and Olivia uh, became ride or dies is that like she got a call and like the production put them together essentially. And so she kind of like, she was speaking in this like podcast episode. I don't know if it's like the challenge podcast or whatever, but she pretty much explained that production put them together for the ride or die season. And that's how they became ride or dies. So that's kind of like how like the basis of her justification as to why she wasn't really with, oh Jesus, the reason why she wasn't with Horacio as much this season as to why she wasn't really, you know, working with him this season. And it's just kind of like, I feel like that's kind of like a lame excuse because even though production put y'all together, y'all were still close during the season, weren't y'all? Y'all were still right or die certain. Y'all became friends. Y'all became ride or dies. So I feel like even though y'all didn't start off as ride or dies, y'all ended up being friends. So I feel like that just means something. And so not only did Olivia kind of turn her back a little bit on Horacio, she was kind of turning her back against Norris as well. Where she... So this is so funny. Where um, she was pretty much talking mess about Norris to Anissa and Anissa ended up telling Norisa's brother a lot of people were just gonna be like Anissa's very messy I can still want to agree with that that was a bit messy to like you know run back to someone else about what somebody said but I think the logic behind that is like okay if you're gonna talk bad about someone that's supposed to be your very very close friend imagine what you're going to say about me Right, Anuris and Olivia were really, really, really close, and so it's just like if you can talk smack about someone that you're that close with, just imagine what you could say about me, when we're not that close of friends. We're not that close yet. This is supposed to be like your best friend, and you're talking smack about her. Imagine what you're gonna say about me behind my back. So I think that's sort of the logic that Nisa was going by. Like, oh my gosh, you're talking about your best friend like this. And God knows what you're saying about me behind my back. So I think she kind of like kicked into girl's code a little bit and told Narisa's brother, like, hey, oh, Miss Olivia is talking mess about your sister, FYI. So her Narisa's brother ended up calling Narisa during the season to tell her about what Olivia's saying. And still Narisa went against that. It's like, oh no, even though I have feel some type of way about Olivia, there's a little inkling of something, let me still try to be, you know, kind of kiki with Olivia and still, you know, keep her on my side, right? Which ended up backfiring because Olivia didn't save Maurice when she was supposed to. She ended up saying Mariah, interestingly enough. Yeah, the way that's just, see, this is why, this is, like, the part of the challenge that, like, I hate or, like, get annoyed with. It's, like, 
when people talk about, oh, what's good for my personal game? Like, I hate that phrase so much. This is what's good for my personal game. I like I don't know why like whenever someone says that phrase it just like irks something in my soul and I feel like that's so, a lot of not a lot of times but I feel like there's a good amount of the time where people just resort to that as some sort of excuse as to why they did like a messy move I had to benefit my game okay how exactly did that benefit your game because you still ended up in elimination this week and now you're out of the house I'm just saying. But yeah, that's like the main drama of the challenge right now. Ch challenge season 9. What? This has been a long season. I feel like I'm forgetting stuff. I probably am. But um, yeah, they filmed a reunion and everything. Uh, oh, there's also other drama with the vets and the champions from before. Um, I'm going to talk about how... What's her name? Laurel. Her ex... What's her ex, Nicole? The drama surrounding them. But for right now, we're going to play a little commercial and I'm going to go to a music break of two songs here. Um, I'm going to be um, playing Roddy Rich every season and then Church Girl by Beyonce. He's only cash on you there. I just been balling out every season. Know it's some niggas I left in the bleachers. I just been married to Double Cup. I gotta pull me a four inside another leader. Tie up the beds and then run it up. I gotta put the new bells inside of the freezer. Back at the trap, I was dugging them people. Dugging the birds, sending out the meagles. All of my dollars. Baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, spin it. And spin it, baby, do it. And spin that cash a little harder. And she might let you dive in the water. Drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty. Nah, 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 drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty. Oh, oh, drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty. Good girls, I can bad church girls. Don't hurt nobody. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. Trying to bring the life within your body. Welcome back to the Chini Chronicles on Raider DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Um, so... Um, as we all know, I usually, uh, stream my episodes on Twitch. Um, someone's asking me what I usually stream on Twitch. Um, as of right now, just the Chini Chronicles. It's a radio show, Radio DePaul. Um, but, um, yeah, so back to, um, the original topic of conversation. Um, so the challenge, as I mentioned before, uh, the break, um, I was going to talk about the drama between Laurel and Nicole. Uh, we all know Laurel as this, you know, girl from Detroit who's really tough, you know, tall and everything. And she's like a legend. She's won a couple of them, I believe. And she is one of the champions that came in to... Um, so, because there's, there's a portion of the season where it was called... Um, chaos where champions of the past would come in and um, whoever was voted into elimination would have to beat um, the champion in order to get back into the game. So Laurel was one of those champions, right? So as the season's playing out, obviously her episode comes on and um, she previously had a relationship with another challenge castmate, 
Nicole, I believe her name is Sonata. She is this um, New York, uh, New York firefighter. We first were introduced to her um, on Real World. Was it Seattle? No, probably not Seattle. But it was Real World, and she came onto the challenge. And during so when Laurel and Nicole got together, it was a very interesting start to the relationship. Uh, where Nicole essentially, initially, essentially, initially, <laughs> uh, she kind of like had her sights set on Kara, but Kara and what was it? That season was was it um, free agents or something? One of those seasons, where yeah, so she Nicole had her sights on Kara, and um, Kara and Laura were sort of like rivals at this point, and they still are a little bit. Uh, they used to be friends back in the day, but their season, this is like back, back in the day when Kara was, you know, fresh and new on the block and Laurel kind of like, you know, didn't really treat Kara well because she thought Kara was a weak link. Then she's like, I think this is like one of Kara, Kara's rookie season, if not like one of Kara's very early season. So she wasn't the beast that she was, what the beast that she is today. And so Laurel kind of had this thing, Laurel and Sarah kind of had this thing where like, okay, we don't want Kara in the final because we just don't think she'll be able to do the final or whatever. Because that's how the relationships, how Kara and Kara and Laurel's, wow, my English today is horrible. Uh, Kara and Laurel's relationship started then. Friendship. And then they ended up becoming friends. And, you know, Laurel, Laura, Laurel, sorry sort of began like understanding where Kara is because everybody thought that Kara was like this weird kid on the block or whatever um so they became friends and then later down the road I think they sort of became rivals because um Laurel Laurel explained that like she saw Kara be in this um not abusive but toxic relationship and I think it's one of those situations where you kind of step back because you try to help your friend out of a toxic situation. And um, they, we all know how toxic relationships are. They're not easy to leave. So I guess Laurel was just like, I think she was just emotionally spent. At least this is her version of things. Um, so that, that's kind of like where they deteriorated. I think Carl was kind of thinking like, you you just didn't like the fact that I grew into my own person. I'm not the insecure person that I was when you first met me. So that so that's kind of where the clash began. So then back to, I believe, free agents or whatever season this one was, where Nicole had a thing for Kara, and, but Kara and Laurel ended up going into elimination, and then Kara uh, ends up getting sent home, and that's sort of when Laura, Laurel and, like, Nicole started, like, flirting or whatever. So, it kind of begs the question of, had Kara stayed and Laurel been eliminated, would Kara and Nicole have more of a thing? And, um, Laurel, uh, well, Kara, because, um, she kind of, like, set this, so this is a new series that the challenge is coming with. It's called The Challenge Home Turf, and it's kind of like, a mini documentary episode of 
know, challenge legends, essentially. So the first episode was CT, then this episode was Kara. And she kind of explains that, like, because it's pretty much um, challenge legends kind of, like, explaining their road through the challenge, right? And Kara pretty much said in regards to that situation, like, okay, it just feels like she just didn't like the fact that Cole was flirting with me. She had something against me that she just wanted to, like, it was something about me that that's why she went for Nicole. So that there's a little bit of backstory of how Nicole and Moore started dating. But as we were shown over the years, the situation was kind of toxic because I remember a later season, Laura comes back and, you know, Nicole's crying or whatever. And yeah, it was like a toxic situation or whatever. Um, so now that toxic situation is sort of coming back up where Nicole posted her new girlfriend and uh, the caption was like this is what a healthy relationship looks like so then Laurel commented on the on the photo and she was like she's like hope you're not secretly cheating on her too so yeah that is like what ended up starting a sort of like expose of what Nicole allegedly did. Nicole's dog days, essentially. Um, so then Nicole ended up responding. She said, quote, thank you. She doesn't have a ten- tendency to get unhinged or a thief. Then proceeds to play phone tag and I was never the type to kiss and tell. But you like comparing notes with an ex-fiance and how old you are, end quote. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, and then Laurel ends up saying that Nicole gaslit her and other women. And she also called, she also said that um, um, Nicole was a cheater and a homewrecker. And she gives a, a specific example of when um so apparently she so basically what ended up happening was that jack's from jack um who was laurel's ride or die partner during the challenge ride or dies he had a he, he ended up getting married so apparently nicole was at that wedding and nicole ended up sleeping with jack's sister so it became an all out thing and so laurel ended up saying quote jackson's sister is still under your spell you are a homeworker almost ruining marx's marriage you are a liar and you have no morals end quote and i'm assuming that mark must be the husband of um I guess Mark is the sister's husband or whatever. And so then she, so then Laurel explains why um, Nicole thinks that she's quote unquote a thief. She said, I'm sorry I walked away with your cell phone in my pocket after I found out you were hooking up with Jax's sister at Jax's wedding trip in Italy that I brought you to after you had sat me down and asked me to be exclusive. You haven't changed, you never will, and you deserve everything that comes your way as a result. So apparently this is the time when they were still dating. Right? And 
apparently Nicole asked Laurel to be exclusive. So this must be some time ago. And so it's just like interesting, like, okay, you asked this girl to be exclusive just to go sleep with her friend's sister. Interesting. And then... So then Nicole ended up copping back. She's like, you're a liar. And not only in the case of my phone, but in the case of my relationships and my career and the way that you speak about me. You need to get a life, girl, and live the rest of your days without trying to ruin mine. So now please leave me be and move on and stop harassing me and stop trying to call me. This is the reason I have you blocked. So going according to Gamer Vive, if you know who Gamer Vive is, she is, they are this like challenger spoiler account. Gotta love Gamer Vive. She, Gamer Vive is something else. But Gamer Vive said that, uh, yeah, so basically what I all said that, like, drama all started when Nicole allegedly, we're going to say allegedly because it's not confirmed. That's a he said, she said. Uh, Nicole allegedly cheated on Laurel with Jax's married sister at Jax's wedding. And then Jack took the Instagram to defend Laurel. And it's kind of like a jumping thing. Like, he pretty much verified everything. Like, yeah, you definitely slept with my sister who was married. And I think someone else kind of got into it as well. Um, but Jack ended up saying, quote, it's actually worse than it, that it, than it seems. That woman has no morals or integrity, no soul. And I've kept my mouth shut on so much because discussing narcissists like that thrive off attention. Good or bad. I have nothing to prove because I know who I am and what my life stands for. So, let me see. Hold on. So, then... But, yeah. So, Jack kind of, like, comes in. I was like, yeah, you definitely did that. And then he also said, quote, that is something that Rat will never experience. She will always be an empty hole, latching onto bright lights until they're dimmed. People like that will never have an authentic, an authentic experience of their life. They are riddled with self-hatred and leaky gut. <laughs> the truth always prevails. Imagine taking what is someone's most important days and make it about yourself. It's okay. It's just a day. We could get married over and over again. Her personality is only an invitation of who she's talking to. She's a gaslighter, a morally corrupt terrorist, end quote. Gosh. So yeah, so they kind of like, I want to say tag teamed. But they essentially just came and like, girl, you cheated on Laurel with my sister who was married. So yeah, that was that was very interesting to see because that. Was... But yeah, it's not honestly thinking about it. It's not really surprising that Nicole would like it. It kind of seems on brand a little bit, I guess, especially with the way that uh, Nicole kind of handled herself with how her and Laurel started and how, like, she had this crush on Kara, but since Kara left, she went for Laurel because Laurel was the one that was there. I feel like that's that's just honestly just kind of crazy to think of itself because um, I think Johnny Bananas asked on that reunion, like, had Kara been the one to, you know, have won that elimination, would you and Laurel be even be dating? Because I... Uh, the way... Nicole is, there's a good chance that if Kara would have stayed that she wouldn't have paid Laurel much of any mind, which I hate to say. 
Um, but um, as I was saying, I kind of cut myself off. Um, so with the way that Nicole sort of like handled herself, not handled herself, but like sort of like uh, moved during um, their season of X on the beach, but it wasn't X on the beach. It was X on the peak because it was like in the mountains somewhere. Um, the way that Nicole was moving, it was like she, did, she didn't really want to give Laurel the time of day throughout that throughout that show that they were on um but when Laurel was voted off of that show because it's one of the shows that you could get voted off um if you don't know what X on the Peak is it's um again these people are in the mountains but it's like the um winter version of X on the Beach and X on the Beach is pretty much these people on vacation and then that vacation kind of gets crashed by their exes and they have to like deal with their relationship and kind of like note where the relationship went wrong and how they can move forward so x on the peak again is like the winter version of that where they're in the mountains somewhere and it's snowy everywhere so as x is nicole and laurel on that show as i mentioned nicole didn't really want to have anything to do with um laurel on that show um, every time Laurel wanted a conversation, she didn't, Nicole didn't really give it much time of day until, um, Laurel was, um, Laurel was folded off of the show. And when, she, you know, Laurel was just about to leave, that's when Nicole wanted to speak. And it's just like, girl, you only wanted to speak to Laurel because she's about to leave. You've had the past how many days or the past couple of weeks to speak to her, but you didn't want to speak to her. Now she's leaving. Want to talk? So it's just like Nicole doing that. I'm just like, okay, that's just weird and toxic, right? Um, the way that she handled the Kara uh, situation was weird as well. Um, but yeah, so bitter exes, they're kind of um, going at it. Uh, oh, so apparently the challenge also, so there's a new season of challenge all stars for the fourth season. And duo may or may not have rekindled their romance during all stars four. Um, Laura ended up saying that they could see it play out. And she... Um, she ended up giving Nicole another chance, apparently, on this show. And um, Laurel's like, oh, yeah, Nicole told me that she had grown since six years ago. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Because now they're back to fighting and bickering. Um, so what exactly else is happening in this season, season 39? Um, I feel like season 39 is kind of like a bore in a sense of where, like, the majority is running the house and a good vast majority of the people that are there have yet to step foot into elimination. And like, yeah, if you go throughout the whole season without ever touching elimination, then you have, okay. So here's, here's like my take on the challenge philosophy. Here's my challenge philosophy, right? If, 
you go throughout the whole entire season without ever without ever going into elimination obviously you have a good political game either you have a good political game or you're staying under the radar and i think there's one or two reasons that you're staying under the radar because people are letting you stay under the radar and people may be letting you stay under the radar because either a they don't see you as a threat or they do see you as a threat um to the point where it's like they don't want to see you they don't want to see you in elimination but like they don't want to either they don't want to see elimination because they know they can't beat you or b they just don't see you as a threat like what's the point of you putting that's an easy elimination um but like yeah so if you never see elimination throughout the season you must have a political game good political game or you're staying under the radar um due to people not really seeing you as a threat or people may see you reason three people may see you so much as a threat that they don't want to go into elimination against you but people but i think people's not wanting you to be in the final because you're such a threat is also a thing but um also yeah so there's like a couple reasons why people may not see um the elimination yeah, you can have the political game all you want. But I just, again, I think I kind of said this earlier, where people are over-reliant on their political game. Because when it comes to anything physical, they don't do too great. They're not doing too high. You talk all this big game and you have a, such a political game, just know that the final is not all political there's is 90 percent it's half physical half mental your political game goes out the window unless it's like a partner game type thing you choose partners maybe that's when it comes in but i think a lot of people are mostly basing it off of you know the physical aspect and the mental aspect or whatever so yeah you can politic your way into the final but when it comes to the final make sure you're able to step up don't flop don't rely don't get too comfortable like if you have to go in then you have to go in don't be so reliant on the political game so that's kind of like why i say that like if you're on the challenge i feel like you should see at least one elimination at least one time um just so you could get a little bit of a taste of some type of physicality or some type of mentality um at least try to win a challenge during the week if you get one a challenge go to elimination so you never win a challenge and you never go through elimination if you see yourself in the final i'm kind of looking at you like hmm you're really good at politics but you good at the physical and mental but yeah so that's um season 39 is about to come to a wrap so it's kind of a snore a little bit um can't wait for all stars for um i love i love kara's return and there's just funny video of her saying oh i won't be able to return until tori wins and it's very interesting timing that carl made her comeback in this season 
soon after um, Tori won of uh, Ryder Dies. Very interesting. That was this episode of the Chinny Chronicles. If you miss an episode, head to Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts to listen. Also head to anchor.fm slash Chinny Chronicles to listen there too. Thanks for listening, stop procrastinating, and good night. Mm-hmm.